2: I booked Phil. I booked Phil Rosenthal for the show. Uh, I've taken over bookings that Kevin has been really stressed about the, these. keeps talking finding these January posters for here. his walls and shit. Hollywood. He 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 made posters for the January six hearings that he was going to sell like outside of them. I guess. And they he, tried, done. He, tried to be,
3: he tried to be nonpartisan with them And not choose yeah. a side And it's like really fucking confusing It's like wearing a Super Bowl hat At the Super Bowl
4: Yes I bought the Liz Cheney one Oh, The
3: collectible <laughs> one <laughs> The ho, the foil hologram one that Kevin made I didn't think anyone was going to buy that one
2: And so and, and it just did not take sides headline, The headline b- The big text at the top is just Can you believe this <laughs> Yeah and it lets you decide what and you're everyone is do. like i get it.
3: like honestly, it works for everybody yes yeah. it's the don't look up of posters yeah you find your own metaphor in it
2: so he's been really these are these were not even close to done in time the renderings <laughs> are still being done for these posters
3: yeah hopefully we don't hear the in the background uh, the sound of uh, kevin's uh, computer processing
2: it i hopefully like mike's not picking that up
3: <laughs> i know it's been rendering outs at seven percent complete
2: <laughs> And so I tell Sean, you know, I, you know. I booked Phil. And he says, "Oh, yeah, Phil, what's the um the Netflix show that that like he has that 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 show where he goes and he eats food?" And I said, "Somebody feed Phil." And he goes running off. Why? Sean is the he's the type of friend he will do anything <laughs> you ask. And so he thought I was giving him an order, which I almost never do. Is that why he showed up at my house with food? So tell me what he brought you, because I know he was foraging a lot. <laughs> oh, no. There was just some old leaves. Okay. And, <laughs>
4: and so, something that looked Not like Not even an good animal, leaves, huh? Okay. An animal
2: of some kind. Maybe roadkill. Okay. He said he thought that was like Appro- a, a rare mushroom. Yeah. Yeah, no. He needs to take a class. He's, he says he's self-taught. He's a self-taught
3: <laughs> that, I mean, this, forager. That's so, that's so Sean, by the way. You, so like, Sean. He takes accidental commands to the fucking absolute limit. Like, that's uh, th- that has happened so many times. I was like, mm-hmm. I he came up to me one time, brought up, some, I forget what it was, some idea for a script he had, and it was really crazy outlandish, and there was no way I was financing it. So I just said, go fly a kite. This dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> you fucking nearly electrocuted himself. Uh, it was a Come lightning on. storm. and uh, was- You could make a lot of money with a friend like that.
2: Let's talk about money.
3: <laughs> Finally. <laughs> something the three it. of us have in common. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood success.
2: <laughs> Welcome Finally, to Hollywood Handbook. That- <laughs> an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with Phil and co-host John Gabris. and our guest Phil Rosenthal. Phil, thank you so much for being here today.
3: What a pleasure. Phil, Phil always a pleasure to see you eat, to see your f- world famous bite and smile at this point. Oh, so glad not- it's back. Phil, I believe on my travel show, I call out a Phil Rosenthal impression when I try a foie Let me see dumpling. It. I can Let do me it. See. It's like this. I'm going to sip water instead of bite to do my fill Yes.
2: Wow, he's really enjoying. Okay. You got yeah. got like you a, a
3: meerkat energy when you try something you really like. You kind of like pop awake and then are like glancing around for predators or something. <laughs> but I like it's it's pure joy watching you eat. I went to Lisbon and ate the same shit you did solely because of your show. Don't and I shit. got fat. What the fuck, man? Don't say fuck. Oh, excuse me.
2: Thank Don't you. say shit. Don't <laughs> right. say any of that.
3: I got to stop saying shit and fuck. It's like this a big thing. children
2: watching. I have a lo- yeah. loyal ch- child foul. Your resume, creator of... More recently, I'll have what Phil's having and somebody feed Phil. Previously, Everybody Loves Raymond. People forget, I think. It's become... It's like such a part of the canon now. People forget how innovative it was at the time and that show was actually considered when it was first on the air very scary why this the yelling i don't think people were used to like i i, I guess like you didn't you were so in it you didn't know how scared everyone was watching that show people <laughs> we had never scared? seen yelling the people like would cover their ears like people weren't used to like that much yelling on 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 TV. It was a really uh, scary show.
3: I think Robert's deep voice really mm-hmm. like sc- scared a lot of Americans. Everyone,
2: everyone got really scared. Did they not live at home with other people? <sighs> you
4: know, I think Cuz that's where the stories were coming from. <laughs> Our regular homes with regular people and that is the you know, I thought we toned it down on the show compared to my house
3: I was just about to say, uh, for home, a lot of people, home is scary for them. So, like, being reminded Mm -hmm. of home is triggering. And
2: now it was coming out of the TV. It's It's funny. When I went to Russia to help the Russians, they
4: asked me to go there. Exporting Raymond. Exporting Raymond. They asked me to go Mm -hmm. and turn my sitcom into Everybody Loves Kostya. And the Mm -hmm. only thing I said to them when I got there in my way of helping was to suggest that they... Try to keep it real, not real American, but real Russian. I wanted Russian people to relate to it so that it would seem like real life to them. Right. Yeah. And they were only used to doing very broad, sticky, over the top cartoonish types of shows. And so when I suggested this, that we try to keep it more like real life, their answer to me was real life is terrible. Why would we put that on television?
3: valid point yeah the Russians. the russians have a lot of good ideas
2: and so kevin when we like we always pull like a promotional clip for the show so we can just get phil saying what w- when i when i went to help the russians cut the thing about that he was going to help them with a sh- with a show that that just haven't say what i told him just keep it real great
4: that's right and they've listened to me ever since
2: Yes, they've been <laughs> keeping it so real. Everyone <laughs> criticizes them for this stuff. <laughs> you can't deny they're keeping it insanely real.
4: I think, I think Exporting Raymond, if it was released today, it would do very well because, look, there
3: the Russians are back in the news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People searching Russia are like stumbling upon a comedy documentary. <laughs> the punchline
4: of that whole story was that after I left, they did whatever they wanted. They didn't listen to me at all. And the show became, I actually, in the mail, I got a Guinness Book of World Record medal from the Guinness Book of World Records. That adaptation of Raymond in Russia is the single most successful adaptation of a show from another country in history. (laughs) It's still running and has two spinoffs. And it's not once a week, the show. It's five times a week, like a soap opera. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand it.
3: I, I remember from the doc, uh, the cr- writers or the creatives having a hard time understanding like the Husband wife dichotomy of like, uh, well, no, she would of course have to do the chores or whatever, and I was like, oh man, (laughs) how watching you like articulate what's funny about Raymond to these guys to the to those people, and they're like, we don't even have the same foundation for setup. Forget punchlines, we can't even land on similar setups.
4: Except that what I learned was that they were not telling me the truth. That that is what they would like it to be. They would (laughs) like to pretend. That men are in charge and women do whatever we say. It's not true.
2: And I can feel, Gabriel. I can feel this becoming a high and mighty. I can feel Gabris kind of like getting too comfortable in the in the in the host role. Yes, uh, I. Yeah, I, I can.
3: F- I can feel that happening too. That, I feel. And myself, that's fine. It's yeah. not your
2: fault. I had asked Kevin to sort of intervene when that happens to just kind of like pull the plug. Say that Put him there in was like, place. yeah, say that there was like a zoom issue, communicate with Gabrus off air, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been
3: ignoring all these texts from Kevin that are yeah, like if you could just shut your camera and mic off right now, I, it's not happening. I'm sorry when you hire me, you hire me for a reason. I'm filling in for Sean, big shoes to fill. I'm trying my fucking best here, Hayes, I'm sorry,
2: okay? again, he's cursing, oh fuck, my bad <laughs> and really bad stuff too, really like bad cursing. Some of it's going to rub off on me,
3: Kevin. Can you put the F word over those really bad curses I accidentally said, like in post? Can you just fix it so it sounds like I'm very
4: impressionable?
3: (laughs) Well, that's the last thing we want is Phil, you taking some of this bad attitude I have out into the world.
2: Let's talk about rubbing off on each other. Oh, okay. John Gabris also has a show. Yes, where he goes around the world. Yeah, you know, this, everyone has to watch him.
3: I've been told I rub people the wrong way, like mm. frequently by yeah collaborators. Yes, it's and up, and up
4: and down, up and down. Yeah, race. I'm doing. Yeah,
3: I'm doing the wrong. way. I'm going east west. <laughs> you don't want to be going east west. <laughs> this is terrible. Come on,
2: <laughs> but uh, you have yes, a show. Phil
3: has been rubbing off on me. Is what yes. you were
2: saying? Talk about your inspiration. Talk about your show talk about what inspired you to do a show where you have fun and everyone else has to be subjected to it.
3: <laughs> Who are you talking to now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Phil. Cause my, uh, some of his answers may rub off on me. Good. He's more experienced, He's more well-versed in this. I finally just got uh, my dream job, but you know, due to mergers, I have no idea if anyone will sure. ever see it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: So Raymond ended in 2005. And right away, I started in with other sitcoms to sell, and nobody wanted any of them. And mm-hmm. for years, I'm just writing pilots, writing pilots, and they sending me pilots for me to to run. I don't want any of them, and they don't want any of mine because the business had changed in the nine years that we were mm-hmm. doing that our show. Uh, meaning, they everything they wanted just carbon copies of Friends. It seemed like or mm-hmm. Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and these weren't that they're not my what I do. Right. Nothing wrong with those shows. Not, it's just not my sensibility and not what, I, not what I'm good at. So they didn't want from me and I didn't want from them. And then I had this idea, this dream idea that started back during the Raymond days when we did a show in Italy. And Raymond, you know, I saw Ray really transform, not just in the script that I wrote, a guy who didn't like traveling and suddenly got woke on the, on the trip. And then suddenly understood the magic of travel. I saw it happen to Ray Romano, the person Hmm. when we filmed. And I, that's when the light bulb, Whoa, I would love to do that for other people. Right? So this is always in the back of my mind as I keep striking out in the world of sitcoms after Raymond. But let me tell you, when you walk into a major talent agency that knows you only as the sitcom guy who had some success And you tell them, you know what I'm going to try now? A food and travel show. They look at you as if you just pooped on their desk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they were not going to help me. They did not want this idea from me. They thought I was insane. And it took me 10 years to get Mm -hmm. the show. Wow. So when people say, oh, you're just doing what you love. Yes, now I am. But look at the road it took to get there. Nothing is easy that, yes, this is a dream job. Was it worth the 10 years? I would say yes, because now I'm ha- very, very happy. People say, oh, you look so happy. Are you always that happy? I am when I'm doing that show. <laughs>
3: yeah, Who wouldn't bet. be? <laughs> now, do you feel Do you feel your body could have handled it better if they greenlit it 10 years ago? Yes. I'm, fe- I'm feeling every bit of my party travel show i was like if i got this show when i was 32 i think i'd live through it now at 40 it's uh i don't know what what? the other side of this looks like by the way
4: that's the message go while your body can still handle it go (laughs) like go now you're you will never be as young as you are right now that's what i said Go while you can still hike up the mountain. Go while you can still, you know, party a little bit. Go while you can still eat the food. You don't want to be old man and being wheeled around on the beautiful sights. I mean, it's better than nothing, but you'd like to have some mobility when you travel.
3: So you'd like to eat two kilos of prosciutto without passing. That's right. You you want want to eat all the
4: great stuff. You want to have the body to do it. So that also means taking care of yourself a little bit when you're not doing that. So the biggest question I get always, the number one question, how am I how am I not 400 pounds? Because I don't do that when I'm not doing that. And I sure. also, you're seeing, you're also, there's a trick. We're filmed for a week in a place and you're seeing it condensed into less than an hour. So yes, I look like a People pig.
2: don't understand that. People think everything is in real time. They think they're, it's happening inside the TV. <laughs> <laughs> while they're watching it You just cannot explain to them that A lot of people are begging together,
3: Begging for the behind the scenes Of you <laughs> on a Ducati motorcycle Shooting to the next location At 110 miles an hour To get the bite in while there's a B-roll Transition like they just when, can't wrap When you see it. the scene
4: where I eat A lot I am Eating a lot but That's all I ate that day you know how they mm-hmm. make a dog Food commercial they don't feed the dog Until the commercial and I'm the dog. I don't eat until that scene, and that's I'm is the probably- dog now. Well, man. that's not
2: fair. Yes. I mean, you know, you gotta yeah. like this, this should be like a union show. You should be getting a lunch. Like it, in, it should be in a the union shoe. show.
3: I agree. I wish mine was because then I by the way guarantee the, health insurance.
4: We stop for the crew. We must. That is very important. The lunch but you're not, not allowed to eat.
2: You're not allowed to eat in the. Like, I can join during- them if I want would be pretty stupid. Okay.
4: I feel the same to way. To blow your appetite on, on the crew lunch. By the way, and the crew lunch is usually at one of the restaurants that we're filming in. And they <laughs> eat fantastic well. And if you watch the show, you see that I don't finish anything I share with them.
3: Now, Phil, that is something my co-host Adam Pally and I stole from you. We feed because also you're stand- sitting there eating like Wagyu beef and you're like getting full. And the sound guy has got a single tear coming out of it. That's eye, right. And you're like, oh, fuck, Josh, you want a slice of this shit? You know, so you you want a slice of this steak? I apologize. Mm-hmm. That's dude. right. Very nice. You,
2: you toss it in the air. I toss it in the air. If he doesn't catch it, it lands on the, the water. Floor, let yeah, them like fight over like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, you know. You've done this. My question is like why stop with just like going around the world and like eating exotic foods? What about like what about smelling? What about like going around the world and like smelling exotic like very fine things from around the world, like very unique smells.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's Somebody a great sniff show. phil.
2: That would be a mm-hmm. great show for you.
3: Yeah, I agree. How's your olfactory? Is it still? I know you it's like it. you're kind of popular for it back in the day. Is it still going? I'm known
4: it? as the guy who eats the food. You can be the guy who smells.
2: I can. Well, I, again, I don't want to stop there. I'm going to be touching things as well. Oh, oh shit. Okay, I'm going to be touching all manner of things that you can only find in exotic locations. Oh, you mean the X-rated version? <laughs> I, well, you say exotic I mean, or erotic locations. It's I'm it's sorry. It's, ex, it's X for it's X for exotic. Okay, got it. I'm sure there are sites on the internet X, 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 that would love a show like
3: that. Are you hoping people are watching your show, Hayes, and going, fuck, I got to get to Gibraltar and feel gotta that
2: rock? Smell, I got to smell <laughs> and feel that rock. I smell and feel it at the same time. And then you describe it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Sniffing for Italy
3: with mm-hmm. Hayes Davenport. Wow.
2: Instead of charging the same stupid high prices, Harry's found their own way to Double make be- scent be- bottle. beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Except BOGO baby. Exceptional products, honest prices. I don't is there a BOGO as part of this? Because I don't want to be like talking about no, but uh, that's deals what happened- that are no
0: uh, but I clean Harry Punk Harrys got two bottles.
2: Oh, I have a pitch for you, Phil, because you've done this—you know, you've done your dream show now. So now it comes the, a nightmare. The, the like Friends and <laughs> Sex in the City thing. I get it's not your sensibility, and that's fine. Friends and Sex in the City.
3: Friends in the City. Three,
2: three men, seven women,
3: all white,
2: all white. <laughs> three of the the three men are in their twenties. Three of the women are in their twenties. The Four other women are of a certain age, and they all. Th- they're that's the show. Like that's the group. They're all friends and Sex of the City with each other, and it's all New York.
4: Again, sounds great for you to do.
2: I don't have time. I'm t- I'm I'm smelling and touching my, my Why don't you
4: combine this? My palms are raw. Why don't you combine the smelling and touching with this idea? And they all wow. smell and touch each other.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you went to smell and touch because I know your first, the the pilot's original premise was looking, and so looking. You, you found you you found yourself describing what things looked like to people who could see it they on camera. It. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I yeah. think
4: it should be called Smelling and Touching Friends in the City.
3: <laughs> smelling and touching colon friends in the city. I love it. <laughs> Oh, you smell like such a Miranda. It's <laughs> like stuff what people are going to
2: start saying to each other.
3: Or, hey, wait a minute. You smell like Miranda. Where have
2: you been? <laughs> well, Gabrus, maybe what? you could ask Phil for, you know, I don't know if the show's coming back. You
3: told me to you told me to like lay off asking questions to make it seem like, you know, so
2: you want This me to is ask no, but no, 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 no. I said you get out of host mode. Host oh, mode okay. for you is not asking questions.
3: No, it's just me talking over. To be fair, yes. host mode is a lot like guest mode. Don't let anyone else talk. Who cares That's right. what the premise of the episode is? Yes. Yeah, I'm from Gabers is a
2: good interviewer. He knows what to do.
3: Oh, how interesting. Hayes. I've been on that
2: couch. <laughs> In this case, I want to make sure because I've heard things about his show, like, you know, with the merger and everything. Like, I. <laughs>
3: Are you talking about you're hoping that the Discover Brothers platform carries my show because you're a cord cutter? So you There's, can watch it on Discover the, Brothers?
2: I'm just hearing, uh, you know, the axes, fall, like, who knows where it will fall next. So in order to maybe secure the deal, if you go to them with a really compelling pitch for the next season, different places you could go, different things you could eat, Maybe we could maybe we could seal the deal on this thing. Maybe Phil can help. Maybe Phil has recommendations on like places that like, you uh, and your friend We have yeah, we have we have a hundred and one but could party before you die. A hundred and one
3: places to party before we die. Or before mm-hmm. you die. Before one dies, I guess is mm-hmm. the sort of subtext of the title. Uh we went to eight places in the first season, which hopefully will air and people will watch Thursday nights on True TV. Uh but What is I, this? Uh, July fourteenth is our premiere.
1: Uh, I'm going to watch.
3: Oh, thank
4: you, Phil. And then you hear you that a note true? From me that says, "Stay out of my lane."
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's insane to be doing. Like, it feels crazy, right? You feel like, how is it? Like this is what if I got a job, what I would do on my time off is travel and eat food and drink. And now you're doing it for your job. It feels really like I feel like I'm scamming someone and I'm afraid someone's going to find out and be like, no, you're supposed to be a ditch digger and like just shove me back to there or something.
2: I'd I'd be afraid that nobody's going to find out.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's always if I were you.
2: Where did (laughs) you you go? Tell us some of the places you went on your eight trips.
3: We went to all American uh places uh so we went to uh Maui, Moab, uh wow. San Juan, uh Miami, uh Denver, Richmond uh and Portland. I that might be 8. I got, and Atlanta. That's 8. There we go. So Can't do a those, Turner show without going to Atlanta.
4: Of those on our show, we've only been to Portland. So it'll be fun to compare. Wait, did you go to Portland Oregon or Portland Maine?
3: Portland, Oregon,
4: and what, you, what went, to you, Portland, you,
3: you went, went to Portland, both. Maine. I went to Portland, Maine. I went to oh, okay. both. Oh, hell yeah! In this uh,
4: season, we go to Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine. Yes, this the, the shows that are on right now. Oh, that's awesome! Now, I enjoyed you, Portland. Isn't it great? How about
3: those food pods? What is what's a food pod?
2: Oh my God! He didn't do the food pods. Well, I did entire episode there, they, they didn't do the food pod
4: pods. I'm going to take your license away. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. His license the to party has been a, revoked.
4: Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what,
3: that's what it's called. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. I Learn was the calling, lingo, man. I got to get with the link. My show is we're definitely not helpful as hosts like you're a good host in explaining this is like a food that's famous here and it's good so what's Try the premise it? of your show you get high and eat <laughs> yeah we get high and get drunk and eat and then do dumb activities it sounds re- terrible it's oh it's terrible for other people to watch <laughs> i don't understand wh- wh- who may want to watch it's, but it's amazing to shoot it's just i can't imagine who who gives a fuck but i also watch strangers make ceviche all the time so maybe you know like everyone likes dumb shit i like travel shows are what i I lived on for so long especially in the pandemic so to find to get to do one feels like adding to a, a a market that i love so much i feel like i feel like a little kid who's like getting a throw a football to you know Michael Irvin or something like I'm just like I get to come out here on the field and be like I also am doing something like this and everyone's kind of like laughing like Stanley Tucci shoves me and Pat Padma spits on me
4: it's exactly how I feel <laughs> aren't I the luckiest guy in the world so good for you so you got in there
2: well what should he do for, so say they come back to him and say alright look the show's called the show's coming back it's now called 16 places to party before you die <laughs>
3: Do you think it was a little presumptive to like have that uh, name for our show? Is that like a little I bit think like it's calling a great it a idea? Shot?
2: <laughs>
4: like a little. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I don't go, know. It's, well, it's... We, the name of the show, we got to do the name of the show.
2: It's a little presumptive about how long you're you're going to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
3: To <laughs> be fair. I, yeah. Not only do we need them to pick up cycles, it needs to happen fast.
2: <laughs> so where should he go? Season two, they get they get eight episodes. Yeah. They get. S- six of them are still going to be in America Right. and they get one episode where they travel to a place two different locations but they can drive between those locations Jesus
3: Christ did you like talk to the UPM of the show <laughs> <laughs> like the shit you're saying is the shit the There's exact a, like as someone knows how to cut corners.
2: <laughs> they're not gonna pay for two separate international
3: No, we're going trips. to Europe for two weeks and it's a train yes. ride between cities. So.
4: I would I have a suggestion where you should go. I'm listening. Kiev. Kiev. In Ooh, have you yes. gone there on your show? No, I'm not crazy. <laughs> okay. You go.
3: I will. If it it means a second season, I will go to Kiev and I will be uh, not tell anyone that I just started
2: pronouncing it as Kiev this year. Very safe for the crew to be running around Kiev with something shoulder mounted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that'll show up very clearly on the on the drone. (laughs) Oh no no it's okay it's a listen
4: God willing that place will be OK. Uh, and they will, if, if you know, clear those bums out of there and I'll go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love nothing yes. more than to support that country. That would be fantastic. I was just su- suggesting to Gabriel that he go down.
3: Yeah, yes. <laughs> OK, exactly. <laughs> What's up? Welcome back to 101 Places. We are fighting with a citizen army on. <laughs> 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 See, but you're young enough. You can do this. <laughs> I still got it. I still have what it takes. How about to that be a-
4: fabulous uh, Bourdain show where he was in Beirut when they started attacking? And they had to get out. Yes. during the oh. thing, right? Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not that guy. I'm no. not brave. I'm not an adventurer. I'm the opposite. I need. I need a hotel with a bed with a pillow. You know, I I want to be a little comfortable.
3: You're so high maintenance. You demand a bed and a pillow on set. You're I do. Must be wow, what insane. a writer. Yeah. <laughs> <I do. laughs> The PA's like Phil needs a pillow in his hotel room. <laughs> like rolling his eyes, to the coordinator. <laughs> he says he needs water in a, in the car. If you expect him to shoot in the desert, um, I
4: represent all the other people out there who are exactly like me. They do not <laughs> want to risk their lives for entertainment.
3: I I rappelled a waterfall. Uh, In the finale of uh, our show, and that how'd you do? I I did. I succeeded. I lived. It was yeah. I look like an absolute. I'm screaming that I hate it and I don't want to do it. Like I look up there. I also ride a horse in one in one episode, and I was equally terrified of that. I rode a camel.
4: You ever ride a camel?
3: I have not. It's brutal.
4: Who designed (laughs) this as a form of transportation? You sit on there. First of all, a camel hates you. Doesn't want you on it, and it's is braying and you know doesn't want to they have handlers to make them kneel so you can get on the damn thing the thing hates you and then as you're walking there's i'm punching in the air one fist at a time boom 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 on your undercarriage mm-hmm. that's what it feels like this is not a pleasant
2: you've done it i've never done it because they were genetically engineered to not have me sit on them they they, right. they, they created this yes this thing to say don't this is not for you to sit on
3: but, but well, the hom- how does a camel smell and feel, Hayes?
2: Oh, yeah, I won't ride it. I'll, I'll smell it. I'll touch every inch of it. <laughs> touch it.
3: Every- <laughs> Sir, we don't you. need it. <laughs> not every inch, Let me, let me tell you <laughs> something. <laughs> second, cut, cut, cut. second to riding it is smelling it. Uh, horses don't smell great either while we're on it. I yeah, and
2: riding them also not so, uh, you know. If nothing. you're Better self-conscious about
3: your size or weight, if you've broken a couple of chairs in mixed company because you're 295 pounds and people go, I swear that's good. if you broke your friend Ben Rogers couch and had to buy him a new one, up, mm. then mm. you might be. And then they're like, this is Boudreaux. Climb on. And I'm like, "I he doesn't want me on him. He doesn't want anyone, and he certainly is not like, "Give me the biggest one." Like, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I feel so I'm, so. I'm sitting on his back. I'm like, I get it. I don't want to be up here. You don't want me here. Get me the. He- Why don't you can- just put another horse on me? Yes, I'll carry you, Boudreaux. Sit on my back, and I'll walk around with you and take a super long piss
2: when you don't want me to. I have a tip for you guys. Yes, because you, you. you're, you're Phil. I'm sure still not used to it. like you're the star now. You know, you're big, big star. You're the on-camera talent. Huge. You're used to being behind the camera. I worked on a show with a major star whose name yes. I will not reveal. Do it. But but could be... Wendy the Snapple Lady. Could be one of the cast of uh, Friends... Uh, that smell. Friends having sex in the city, smelling <laughs> and touching. Got
4: it. Oh, are you saying that, that the star of your show was in... Was was in Sex and City? One
2: of those ten people could be one of those ten people, and her producer Uh, came to us seven. Okay, narrowed (laughs) it down to seven. Came to us one day and said, "Hey, so there was a vanilla candle in her trailer, like we don't like. You should know, like she doesn't do that. She doesn't do vanilla candle, and she wants
4: Gwyneth Paltrow's hoo ha."
2: Right, which is now now Phil's is just reading his writer. That's, that's French vanilla. So, it is and so, marching plan. But then she comes along. All these people get in trouble. They're all a little scared. And then she comes along and she's like, "Guys, it's fine. I, I heard that there was an issue with the candle. The candle's great. I have no like that that whole thing. Like that's not a big deal at all. Like don't don't worry about any of that." So now everyone loves her, but how else did this come up? Somebody yeah. just mentioned <laughs> The they're, candle thing.
3: They're playing good cop, bad cop with the right? crew. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I might, the, I might yeah. take I might take a page out of Cynthia Nixon's book there.
2: <laughs> uh, That's I, I how know you your resume, hey, so. a, a legendarily <laughs> beloved
3: like, I don't know who told you that like you you have your team like lay ground fire before you roll up oh, yeah. like, and then show up guys and be, oh I don't know why you guys everyone's walking on eggshells I'm hey, fucking chill <laughs>
2: take the cuffs off release them <laughs> <laughs> let them go there
3: had to have been a moment where they're like and they got the fucking vanilla candle in my yes. trailer you know they're like there's
2: no oh, other yeah. way how else would it come <laughs> up <laughs>
4: She didn't make that up. <laughs> these, are the, these, are the, these are the big problems. You know, when you don't have big problems, you take the little ones and make them big. That's mm-hmm. why you get this behavior. This entitlement. You know, it's, it's, I think it's why someone, forget whatever other reasons were going on in his head, the only thing this man, Will Smith, has to apologize for mm-hmm. is his entitlement.
3: Mm-hmm. The
4: fact that he thought the crowd... Would not only think it was okay, but love that he got on the stage when someone else was talking, let alone hit the man. That's you're seeing entitlement. That's the only thing that he when he comes on the when he does his Oprah interview. If he doesn't apologize for that, I don't want to hear anything.
2: Well, this is Kevin's big thing. Like, you know, Kevin always has like a big speech he likes to wants to make about this stuff. And like almost every episode he wants us to carve out time where uh, he can talk about the Will Smith thing. So, really? Kevin, yeah, go ahead. Like, what's your, what's your, so he, so he, and he disagrees with you on this, Phil. So he does. He, no, yes. I'm. So, I, this is.
1: I have a new poster out. Uh, this is a perfect time to announce it. <laughs> that just says the slap, and that's it. And it's just. It's not like,
3: taking a side on the slap. No, nope, it I just says the
1: slap, and it is selling like hotcakes. And so. There's a link and, in the
3: description if anyone. But wants you got a it. cease and desist from NBC, right? NBC's what? Yeah, the
2: slap. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Zachary Quinto is suing.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So those are real. Those are really late. Yeah.
3: Do you know what peak? You know what peak entitlement is? You know what behavior drives me crazy is when someone complains about something that bothered them, it gets fixed like mm-hmm. in a minor way like restaurants or on at work or something and it gets fixed it's like god damn it you know the soda machine's always broken and someone's like the next day it's fixed that person who's like could you believe yesterday the soda machine was broken <laughs> and you're like <laughs> and like can you believe he fucked up my order it's like yeah but you got the new fresh complaint. order yeah, yeah where it's like Isn't i just life can't bad get enough yeah we need I can't to get out of the, the headspace yeah, yeah. Like trapped in there. Like, I can't believe they gave me the dish with peanuts. It's like, yep, but they took it away and gave you back the dish without peanuts. And you're going to be okay now. And it's like, no, I want to stay complaining (laughs) because complaining is what we do. And that's when you realize someone's just choosing to be Uh, mad in that moment. Yes. Of all the choices you can make, you're just going to choose to be
2: pissed while we're out to dinner.
3: I
4: will not sit here
3: while you denigrate my people. (laughs) The complainers. Yes.
2: (laughs) So Phil, what's next? What do we? Uh, what I'm gonna we... lie down. In uh, next season, is you lying down?
3: <laughs> yes, somebody, somebody, tuck Phil in. I think tuck
4: Phil the show's in. called.
3: The show's still called Somebody Feed Phil, but it's like more desperate sounding. <laughs> exactly. Somebody, somebody feed Phil. That's and right. You're just li- lying down there. I'm just laying years. there. I
4: like the title because it denotes like a guy who can't take care of himself, like a dog.
2: It's one of the great titles, and it's part of the the structure that you built, which is blank, but blank buddy verb guy. That's right, Uh, and the
4: theme song. Somebody love
3: Phil. Mm -hmm. That's
4: right. Somebody, please, please, can we get somebody to love Phil? And you know who's saying that usually? My wife.
2: Oh gosh,
3: Uh, Phil, did you have? Travel show inspirations when you were uh, trying to make
2: yeah of Ordain. course
3: right no reservations and all the other board say days.
2: say Rick Steves is a big listener if you just like give a little shout to Rick Steves I just I, I don't say, I don't want to get an email from him
4: I always say I'm ex I'm I'm just like Rick Steves without the intelligence or the sex appeal yeah
2: yes.
3: I'm I'm only like Rick Steves in that I also like weed. <laughs> I heard that. Rick Steves big proponent of uh, legalizing cannabis and yes. travel. Those are two of my favorite things in the world. You know world. he
4: doesn't he doesn't look the type. You should never judge someone by mm-hmm. how they look because mm-hmm. he's I guess really really cool.
3: Yeah. We uh, I I look like I I <laughs> I have <Yes>. to look. <laughs> I you look, look like a tra- the guy in the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> A guy at uh Morimoto in uh Maui called me low rent Maddie Matheson. We were filming a, a dinner scene and uh How kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, thank you. We were cursing a little bit in what we were fil- we were talking. We we're just cause as you've heard, vulgar mouth. And but you, that's someone, on the
4: show you're cursing too? Uh
3: well, I think they'll be bleeping it, but yeah, we're we're cur- it's you know, we got real. Like you told the, the Russian writers. Yes. So keep it keep real, it real. So keep it real a woman nice. comes over and says we're dining with our daughter over there could you just and your language is blah 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 and we're i was like oh so sorry we will keep it down her daughter's like 12 and then she starts walking back and her husband who's sitting there next to the door is like fuck it and he screams fucking low rent maddie matheson and i, I just turn and i go wow I can't curse in front of your daughter, but you can act like this at like a crowded resort restaurant. And then the producers all had to come in. You know, it, it got like a little uh, real housewife. Wow.
4: It sounds like that show that was set in the Maui Hotel. What was
3: that show called? Oh, uh, uh, White Lotus. With Gen- White Lotus. Yes. Kevin. <laughs> Sorry.
4: White Lotus. <laughs> sounds like a scene from White Lotus. Was... He's going to come and poop in your luggage.
2: <laughs> Fingers crossed. Phil, what's, yes. What's next? I don't want to fill in for you, but book. Yeah. Oh, the book is coming. Book coming. Somebody the, book so, Phil. So the
4: book is a, it's called <laughs> Somebody Feed Fill the book. You can mm-hmm. already pre-order it. It comes out in October. Are you
2: concerned it's, that people are going to try and feed you the book? It could happen. I didn't put a comma. Mm-hmm. I don't
3: want to. I know it's late. I don't know where the book is and it's pressing, but somebody read Phil is mm, right there. Somebody read Phil. <laughs> yeah. No, it is not doing that. But okay. <laughs> tagline. Tagline. It's a good. Caption? How about just a tweet? Can you give me... (laughs) Maybe the next book. I like that. That's that call. You should have called it Phil's first book.
4: It has 60 recipes from from the first four seasons that the viewers requested, the most requested recipes. So at the very least, it's an excellent cookbook.
2: Oh, that's awesome. And... Yeah. Just, again, I could feel Gabrus trying to, like, again, this is... He wants to interrupt. It's, no, I yes.
3: apologize. I, Hayes, you were saying something. It started with and really loudly. So podcast. Had, like, a
2: fu- <laughs> podcast. Getting in I the game. I have a podcast like you. Welcome it's to the family. Naked Lunch. Yes. Naked Lunch
4: with my and, friend David Wilde. And we interview the stars of the day. And it's really fun. And we eat lunch while we do it. And we're
2: naked. We, we got together, the podcasting community. We said, excited to have Phil and David. This is yeah. the last one. No more. No more. This I, is... I agree with you.
4: I'm closing the door behind me.
2: Yes. I am yes. not
4: help. I am. I am the ladder for those who come behind me is being drawn up.
2: It's pulled up with me. We're pulling That's up it. the we step. The ladder ladder of yes. Podcasting. The helicopter is taking off <laughs> from Saigon. Anyone who's hanging onto the skids. We break their fingers. They're going to fall. <laughs>
4: I like this idea. I think there is <laughs> too many
3: also. <laughs> Indeed. I'm just happy you're not watching old episodes of Raymond and getting paid off of it again. I'm just happy you like you are doing something new in podcasting. I feel like TV stars are coming back and watching their own shows. And Oh, no. Future- that
4: I do on my own late at night really <laughs> pathetically.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten some of your crying voicemails about what, what you're doing. I watching. eat...
4: You know, I, I, I'm scraping the bottom of the mac and cheese pot oh, from the Kraft mac and cheese, and I mm. watch old Raymond Devons. So that's what I do at night.
2: So I, I know you know the Doughboys. You did an episode of the Doughboys. I
4: love the Doughboys. Yeah. Uh,
2: I haven't heard of them. If you just want any tips on, like, eating on a show, I did an episode of the Doughboys where I ate 69 shrimp. Uh, oh. The Sonic experience for the listener there's just like certain ways to like eat and certain foods that you eat. Shrimp is one of them that like is very pleasurable for a podcast listener to hear. Oh. And it's, it's a, um, uh, it's a, it's an effect where like the more shrimp you eat, the more, like the better it sounds. It's, um, it, it it's exponentially pleasurable. It's cause it's a soft, chewy thing. Yeah. It's not that soft the way I eat it. Uh, with it's the shell, which is tail first. I ate it with the shell on. So my, crack, te- crack, crack. my teeth are connecting a lot. Yes. So it sounds pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do a lot listen. of That's... I do
3: a lot of episodes where I eat jars of peanut butter with a head mm-hmm. cold. Uh, and People seem to really like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a stuffy nose jar of almond butter going down. I,
4: people... I'm doing a show where everybody has a straw and a cup. And there's three drops left in the cup. And that's all you hear.
2: Where can we find what uh, do we have a network for Naked Lunch? Is this uh, it's, it's self-produced? Stitcher,
4: but it's everywhere you can get podcasts. It's on there. Where do people hear this?
2: Uh Kevin is trying to get it uh posted to the internet really soon. Um so But for uh, now
3: it's playing in small venues in Right now we're just North handing Hollywood. tapes out. Cassette yeah. tapes
4: out on the corner
3: of yeah. Melrose
4: and Hey, you Hollywood. like podcasts? Uh, you like yes. podcasts? You like a podcast? You like a podcast? Hey <laughs> podcast. Hey podcast. Hey podcast at the bull game. Hey podcast. <laughs>
3: yeah i'll take two episodes of the flagrant ones right and they fucking whip it down to you and the jewel case hit your hand real hard what hey,
2: happens <laughs> they throw it from far away you should do somebody feel about this where you just yes. like you get the peanuts from thrown to you from really far away by the time yes. you get over there you ate the peanuts yes they now they want money you say you didn't know you're like you
3: a network executive you,
2: you,
3: you're trying to save money on
2: <laughs> you say you say I don't I don't have any money I didn't know. you didn't say it costs money. I can see it's so you got wearing a button that says 1150. I couldn't see that from you threw it to me from so far away
4: uh, and then he wants five dollars so what I do is yeah. he's far away so I throw five dollars but I don't <laughs> I don't curl it up or anything I just throw it it lands at my feet and then I I said I tried and then I you try you pick it up yeah. somebody
3: drop this going once going twice yes. <laughs> put it right in your pocket that's <laughs> how you box. do it
4: people i didn't i didn't make money from nothing this is smart business sense bye
3: oh. hollywood handbook
0: that was a hit gum podcast